T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Layla Rahimi. 10.8 left regulation. Clippers 106-103 over the Bulls. This crowd on their feet. 20,068. Caruso holding and looking. Still holding. Still looking. Nearly a five-second count to go to Levine. Got stripped. Recovered by the Clippers over the midcourt line. Leonard gives it up to George and a foul. Rebound, Leonard. This ball game is over. So the Bulls open up the first of four straight. Here at home, losing to the Clippers, who have now won six out of their last seven. And the Bulls lose 108-103. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. Tomorrow, it probably felt a little weird not to pack a bag this week with how much you guys have been traveling lately. How do you guys take care of business over this four-game homestand? Got to take, take control of home home court advantage. You know, we're here for a couple days, a couple games. You know, we got to play with a sense of urgency, go out here, use the crowd for our energy, and get back to it. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Wednesday. That's why you hear all these voices broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Layla Rahimi is here. So is Ray Diaz. So is Mike Rankin. So is Brandon Fryer and Connor O'Donnell. And we're set to go. Mike Florio is going to join us. Herm Edwards is going to join us. There's basketball. There's football. There's a little bit of baseball. And there's us on a sunny Chicago day. Hello. It's nice to have the sun out, even if, you know, you don't want to go outside. I found out that I've got that thing, the thing of when... Seasonal affective disorder? No, no, I definitely have that. But I also have the thing of when you see the sun for the first time, you sneeze. Oh, yeah, I get that. What is that? When you walk out, there's a term for it. It's like photo something and you it's it's like the sun hits your retina and, and then ah, yep. automatically sneeze. it happens to me every day when i i come out of the lot and i head south on lakeshore drive and you come up the ramp and then the sun's like right there immediately sneeze i used to break out in hives when it got too cold not anymore you know why chicago tough no no, no? all all this has done is is make my range of temperature tolerance smaller I used to be like 105 to like, let's be honest, 60. And now I'm like 90 to 55. Hmm. It is the photic sneeze reflex, yes. also known as the reflex, flex, 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 flex. autosomal dominant compelling helioophthalmic outburst. Yeah, that's me in the car. Or phototarmosis. I've enjoyed all the sunshine. 
No, I do too. Like I love it. And but I noticed it, I didn't realize it until I was in Arizona a couple weekend a couple weeks ago, where I'm out there and I'm like, why am I and I'm like, oh well, it's gotta be allergies. And like, no, it's not allergies. Because it was literally happening the same way every time. I would go outside, I'd sit, I'd be in the sun for the first time that day, and then I'd sneeze. And then that would be it. And then when it started happening here with the sun being, I was like, is that a thing? I'm like, am I a weirdo Did you or is that a thing? It? You're yes. allergic to the sun. Yeah, I've I, I think it started with me, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. It was a thing. I don't know. Yeah. You guys are getting the same allergies now? You're really It's not an allergy. It's, it's, not, it's, it's a, a reflex. It's a lonely child. <laughs> Duran Duran has made a lot of appearances on our shows recently. As they should. Good. Damn right. So, yeah, I... I noticed that, and I was like, is that a thing? And then I was like, is the internet telling the truth? Because you never know. No, no, you don't. Do you know how many three-pointers the Bulls made in the fourth quarter? Oh, God. Yeah, now you that you this. asked me this question, yes, has to be zero. One. They, 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 got, they got one in for you. What? Who was the one? I'm sitting here looking at the box score right now. Let me go to play-by-play. Kobe? Kobe. It, it was Zach. Oh, okay. Zach hit the one three in the fourth quarter. They attempted five. They Why attempted did, 10 in the first quarter. They, they, everything was going fine. Yes, it was they, going exactly. They were doing it right. Even DeMar took one. And I said, I said hey, good shot. Here's oh. what I don't get about, about them as a team. Now, often when we're talking about this, we're talking about it as it pertains to Vooch. The offense moving through Vooch and things are going right. And the ball is swinging around the perimeter. And they're, they're finding the open man. Why is it? And I get that the other team can adjust to what you're doing. But why is it that when the Bulls are doing something right, they struggle to keep doing They it? always stop doing the right thing. Oh, that, that is, it, this that, time it happened instead of it being from the first half to the second half. It was the first quarter to the second quarter. How about it? They, they decided to do it even earlier this time. And hey, while we're here, how many times did you guys yell at, at their zone? And not just their defensive zone. I felt like they were playing zone defense against themselves when they had the ball. There's one There's one point on defense where Alex Caruso just got lost. And he's in the lane. And the Clippers were like, it's defensive three seconds. And the officials didn't call it. But they got caught on a switch. And then he was just kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'll just kind of guard the basket. And since no one's going to call it, I'll just keep doing it. And then they didn't call, and they went back the other way. They hit two threes in the second quarter, and it was off, it was off the same play. If you remember, it was that it was Io gets into the lane, Caruso goes from weak wing to weak corner, mm. bounce pass to the corner. It was the same play, same action both times. Got their two threes, and that <laughs> and, and that was it. In the second quarter. Texer says, Photop Tarmosis sounds like a person that hits the obligatory three after the Bulls take 23 seconds <laughs> to hit a contestant, too. Three-point field goal. And then, and then somebody... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Damar! DeRose! Three-point field goal, Photop Tarmosis. <laughs> that is the text of the day. Very well done, Texter. That Texter is one of my favorites. Step it up, Twitch. 
This is this is you should have been on this Twitch. I'm not even on Twitch. Am right I starting now. the war between the Texters well, and I mean, Twitch again? You damn right I am. That's the that's just the bulls all year, right? It's like Zach, love it. Norman Powell for three. I mean, I mean that God, was God, that is it, man. That was every, the second half last night. Every time. Ugh. Second quarter in the second half last night is exactly what happened. It's a bad exchange rate. It's not just that. It's it's how long are you going to keep this up? Crying for fouls, putting your game on the line, depending on calls that you're not getting. What makes you think that at that time that anything is going to change? That was my thought when when DeMar said, I got fouled. I said, I don't care. I mean, we've been through this. Zach Levine did the same thing, tried to take a contested to, what was it, two weeks ago? It was before the it's Paris Washington. trip. Yeah, and he did the same thing, tried to get a foul. You haven't been getting those calls all year. What makes, makes you crazy. think that it's going to be any different? And that situational basketball 101, you're going to get that call when you need it. So here's the, the thing about it too, which I thought was interesting, is I thought that DeMar in in his arguing with the referee, I thought that he did a good job of not going over the line, but we talk a lot about bad officiating. I thought it was really good officiating last night to let him say his piece and not tee him up, because we were getting real, he walked it all the way up where other players had to come and get him. That shows a level of restraint by the referee and the amount of respect that DeMar gets around the league that he was able to express himself vehemently and not get teed up. So since we're, we're, we've are we're been ragging on referees in basketball and football, that was a moment where I thought there was some actual good refereeing. Kobe White had to help play restraint. Yeah, had to come get him. Like, it has to come get the leader of your team because the leader of your team's freaking out. I will say that is... I mean, that's why the Bulls hired the guy was to get to the line because they weren't getting to the line. But they're not helping their cause. Like, this is the stuff that isn't going to show up on a box score. Like, we have to watch the games in order to see it. And it's like, oh, well, the Bulls don't get to the line enough. Not only are they not getting to the line, they're crying about it and just not getting anywhere with and crying missing. about missing. And missing free throws, Zach. I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean, make your free throws. I just, I just do not understand why they keep going to a well that is has been dry. Like, and you're not helping your cause when you're asking for them. Well, and, and the thing is, is that this team has, Dan's been chronicling it since last year. When you've got guys that are arguing their case with the referee, you know what they're not doing? Running back on defense. Bingo. And it's bitten them in the ass, and you've said it, Dan. Other teams see that and they take advantage of it it's bad it happened here that was the scouting report on Dwayne Wade during the three alphas phase for sure because he's he's got a like he's lawyering everything and he's getting up like a transformer you know like (laughs) it takes him at that point I mean we're all there like I, I had a yoga class on Sunday and I was like oh getting up like Optimus Prime at this point in my life. And that's what happens when you play that many minutes in the NBA. Uh, before we, because we aren't going to stop talking about the Bulls, but obviously there was the breaking news today that Tom Brady has retired. Do you believe him? Yes, I no. do. You Why don't. don't you believe him? Because it's him. Fair enough. And he's, it's just, I don't care what like cologne commercial setting you think you're in for this. 
Yeah, it was weird, like, wasn't it? Dab it off cool water, whichever. Jupe. Yeah, or what's that other one? Light blue or something? You guys know what I'm talking I'm talking about. I'm just like, no, I don't I don't believe any of it. And you know what? You know what else? I'm so skeptical about this that I'm like, the only reason you're probably retiring is because Sean Payton went to Denver yesterday. Yeah. I still think they were in cahoots. They may have been in cahoots, and the way that that whole thing in Denver went down is also a little bit like, what happened here? Which coach did you really want? Did you want that coach, or did you want the coach that ended up signing the six-year deal in, in Houston? I would like to believe that considering everything that Tom lost this year, and then watching him in that playoff game against Dallas, where for the first time... You're watching Tom Brady, and the numbers are still there. He was with third in passing yards this season, was at the top of the list of completions this season, but he looked scared. It was the first time that I saw Tom Brady be like, nope, and just like, I'm going to chuck it. And I remember Joe Buck was like, yeah, Tom Brady never throws red zone interception. There's a red zone interception. <laughs> and it was because there was so much pressure on him, and you're seeing the physical toll that quarterback plays. Wani said it this morning. He was talking about it. He was saying how he felt like when he was watching Tom Brady this year that he was watching a guy that looked like he was gaunt, you know, like he had oh, lost a lot of weight. So, yeah. And and he looked like a guy that even though he was getting it done, it wasn't the same. Also, when you said the three pointer or the uh, the interception, I immediately thought three point shot, yes. Norman Powell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there today. Tom Brady right has there. never thrown a red zone interception. Paul George. But we've we talked about Tom Brady's odd weight loss too. And then you know what else I thought of? Do you remember the sneaky wedding that Robert Kraft had? Yes. Tom Brady's in that picture. He sure is. And that's something that you would have never seen him do during like, a season before him travel away. I, I'm also, like, dude, how much are you working? I, hey, man, g- g- live your life. I get it. He's earned it given athlete practice rules and how that yeah. works. He is the GOAT, but... I just am incredibly skeptical of what makes his decisions these days, what drives them. That's fair. I think that's really fair, which also brings me to the point of what does Fox do? Because I have an idea if if Fox would like to listen. I, I, you he, leave Greg Olson right where he is. I agree. Or you release him from his deal and let him go get, be get on a, Amazon. Get a bully pulpit somewhere else. He's been pretty accepting about it all, though. Like it, He's talked about it in a way that I think is pretty professional and... and gracious and he's still in a great spot even if he goes to the other broadcast team it's not like there's some drop off there that's massive if i were fox this here's my pitch to fox here's what you do brady doesn't go into the booth but you set up a feature with him patrick mahomes and jalen hurts and brady gets to present the trophy that's how I would start that relationship. And then you have him as a, a a quarterback whisperer. You can have him interview the quarterbacks every week. My, that would be how I would start it. Maybe they know better than I how he would do. Like Maybe they've done test runs with him in color. But I think that his best asset is none of these quarterbacks is going to say no. None right. of these quarterbacks... Like, it, it, like my pitch with Hurts and, and Mahomes... 
those guys will want to sit down with Tom Brady. And having him do the trophy presentation, and I enjoy Terry, but it might be time to retire that part of his duties too. Having Tom Brady present the Lombardi seems to make a lot of sense to me. Also, consider this. Think about how much these guys, when they get farther and farther away from the game, lose their efficacy. Like, look at Tony Romo this past season. Big drop off this year. He was, he was good. He was good last week, but there was a big drop off in, in what seemed like game prep. It was good, but he was also tr- still doing the prediction thing, and he was wrong. He was wrong about where he saw routes going. Your knowledge of the game is the most effective for them immediately after they retire because they're so used to studying. And I'm not saying that those guys can't adapt. They absolutely can. But you're going to have to learn how to, how to, as we say, you know, pitch and not throw. Yep. You're going to have to change your game a bit. So I wonder if Fox, knowing this, is like, no, this is when he's the most valuable, is, is as soon as he steps away. And obviously, he's already had some dabblings, like the stuff that he used to do with Jim Gray at halftime, then turned into the, the podcast that he does with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald now. So it's not like he's going to be nervous in front of the microphone but I do think that Greg Olson has done like he he's been to me the best analyst on big games this year Greg Olson has done a fabulous job right like is there anyone like is there anyone that I'm leaving out Collinsworth is still really terrific yeah I'm I'm generally a Collinsworth fan because I I know that he he offer he he's he does a really good job being disappointed in guys, if that makes any sense, yes, because he, he he's he's a little more fatherly in that way. There's there there where Olson doesn't have that kind of relationship. Where when, when Collinsworth can express disappointment over poor play, I think it really resonates. Sure. Collinsworth, I mean, say what you want about PFF, but I do think that it is it is kept Collinsworth ahead of the game in a way that analysts just aren't doing. It, it's it, allowed it, him to understand how the game was changing. And also, anytime that you are considering a different viewpoint, which sports fans do with PFF, you're still being smarter than the rest of them. You're still considering something different. Even if you don't like what they're throwing out there, you're still going, let me think about this a second. And it it makes you smarter. And somebody on the text line just now had a really good observation. A47, Tony Romo was about to say something that I have no idea what he was going to say. And I was like, Aww. Yeah, it, it's a lot of a lot of people think that he was going to say the N word. I saw I'm, the tape. I must have missed that. Yeah. Alex Brown posted it somewhere. Yeah, I I don't know. I've it. I understand why people felt that way. That wasn't my reaction to it. But when you look at it, you go, eh, but was he? You you need to see it. Okay, man. I'll check it out. I, yeah, you need to because it does seem like he's stopping himself. But to me, I stop myself all the time from saying the wrong word, but not that wrong word. And I feel like maybe he was going to say something and then he thought better of it, and where he stopped makes it seem like, you know, it's and- the, it's the same thing as the as the gif of Hulk Hogan painting the NWO on a trailer and then people stopping it at the end because of mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan and how he he feels about things. I that guy has slowly crept back into the mix, hasn't he? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm like totally allowed. Damn. Team Iron Sheik all the way. Jabroni. You're jabroni. It's your, your countrymen there. It's incredibly Persian to claim that you're the greatest Persian of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do it then? <laughs> Because my dad is also claimed that he's, and his dad also claimed, and his dad. You jabroni. Um, Last night, I wanted to bring this to both of you all's attention because I was at the United Center last night. So I've been, you know, kind of hanging out there when the Bulls have seven o'clock tip-offs and I do like my little solo acoustic show. Uh, there from 6 o'clock until 6.45. Norman Powell. Norman Powell. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head today. <laughs> but I I participate occasionally in Billy's pregame interview because I might as well. I asked a question that we've been discussing as a show for a really long time. Yeah, I want to hear that. I want you to pay off this this group chat tease. <laughs> because you, I didn't, I, I did not press, I did not ask. But when you said that I am not gonna like this with a, la- a crying laughing emoji, yeah, it's the truth, Dan. Okay, and Rankin, am I right? You'll love it, Dan. <laughs> Are we getting ready for a good old sports fight? No, it's not. It's not going to be a fight. It's it's going to be. Um, it's going to be, I think, some proof of what Dan has been talking about oh, as no. it pertains to Billy and Damar and Zach, and uh, it has to do with three-point shooting. I have to get my 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 son and podcast uh, co-host has has a pillow that he holds screen pillow. During, no, it's he hits himself in the face with it. Yeah, during Bulls games, Dan, <laughs> like he literally holds, angst. he holds it. And 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 he he will say like that that's a three hit in the face play and just hit himself in the face three times with it and that's and so he'll add up the number of times during a Bulls game he hits himself in the face. I would be I surprised if you only hit yourself in the face with the pillow three times. Okay. After hearing this, uh. so I asked the question of Billy. I don't think that anyone anyone inside our listening bubble is going to like the answer, and I know that Dan isn't. That's next here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Reflex, track, 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 track. Put him in the mix. Put that man in the mix. We love that. That's great. See, our production team is fantastic. Ray Diaz, Mike Rankin. It is Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi. We are here with you until 2 o'clock. So, Dan, Layla, I've been having this discussion with you all all season where I've been talking about how DeMar is a Kobe disciple. And if you look at the end of Kobe's career, you see that Kobe started to take more threes and how I've wanted DeMar to just take two more threes per game. And that I feel like it would do a lot to open up the floor for him and his teammates and change the geometry of the defense. I keep asking our Bulls people about this when they come on and they keep going. That's a really good question, Lawrence. And so instead of waiting on any of them to ask the question of the particulars, I was in a position last night at the United Center to just ask Billy Donovan himself specifically about DeMar shooting threes coming off the game where he went Arby's game went five for five from three points. So I asked him about them discussing him shooting more three-pointers and what it does when he makes three-pointers, and here's the answer I got. You know, I think there was a time probably in DeMar's career where with the way the league was going and more three-point shots were going up, I'm much, much more concerned as a coach about a guy's efficiency than I am what kind of shots I want them to take because it looks good analytically. I'll take two points over, you know, taking more threes. I think DeMar is a good three-point shooter, but I never want to change a guy's game to sit there and say, hey, DeMar, we need you to try to take five to eight threes a game because now all of a sudden you're taking him out of maybe the best area of his game, which is in the mid-range, where he gets fouled a lot and where he's really efficient. I want him to take those threes when they're there. Certainly, we encourage him to do it. But I think he's been the kind of player that he's been throughout his career for a specific reason. He really, really works on that. And I think at this point in time, for a lot of players, when you start trying to change their game, they got here for a reason. There's areas that they can get better at. I think DeMar is always looking for ways to get better. But we, I have no problem with him taking threes. But at the same point, I'm not going to go say, DeMar, we need you to take more of these because what happens is you instead of playing the game you start thinking about shots that you should that that I want them to take and I I just don't think that that's a good recipe to have a guy continually be as efficient as you've been oh no no the the my response is if if you don't if you if he won't take him and you don't want him to take him bring in somebody who will Mm mm-hmm Is there worth more? Didn't Pop try to change that? No, he didn't. He leaned into. He didn't. He changed something. It was if the numbers are in Toronto. Thank you. Twenty eighteen, he took at least six threes eighteen times. Yeah, Pop's teams don't take threes. He's still he's still leaning into the efficiency argument too. Because remember, they brought in Lamarcus Aldridge. At the same time, and they and they went to some of that same efficient two point stuff. But man, if Demar doesn't want to do it, the, all somebody has to do to be uh, this idea of efficiency get the points. Just get the points on the scoreboard. You can if somebody could shoot thirty one percent from three, 
That's all you need it's, to and, replicate. And I think that he's capable of being a 31% three-point shooter. It's not just that. It's how it's, it is absolutely the spacing issue. Mm-hmm. It's also how they're situated in his offense around the perimeter to begin with in half-court sets. Like what? Layla, I'm glad that you brought that up. Because after we were done talking with Billy, a couple minutes later, Tyron Lue came into the room. And he was asked specifically about defending DeMar. And I want you to listen to that part of it because I think it's really interesting from a basketball standpoint. But then listen to the follow-up question about three-point shooting and listen to what Tyron Lue has to say about three-point shooting. We know DeMar is an excellent mid-range shooter. And so we can't let him get to his spots as easy you know, as he does. And so mixing up with a couple blitzes, mixing up with our bigs being up a touch so he can't just get right to a spot um, without a defender being on his body. And so, um, like I said, he's one of the um, last ones left. You know, it's like five or six guys that really um, enjoy that mid-range shot. And so... You know, why not practice on the shots the teams are giving up? And he's really mastered it. So we got to make sure we're prepared and I'm ready to change coverage on him so he's on his, he doesn't get comfortable. I mean, Kawhi's another one of those guys, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he, but he also took 10 threes against Atlanta. I know you said you don't really care where the shots come from as long as he feels comfortable and gets to his spot. But do you, do you like seeing him adding a little bit higher volume? three at times well when he's getting three-point attempts that means the ball is usually moving so you know pg or norm somebody's attacking the basket and making the right play when teams are you know pulling in low man we skip it to the corner and Kawhi's getting open shots so when he's getting you know 10 threes a game that means we're doing a good job moving the ball offensively bingo bingo he's one of four or five guys left that shoots that shot what that, does that, that tell was you a, that was a was that a stray there was that how many times do we see them do exactly what he said when they move the low guy and they skip it to the corner? That was that was the whole game last night. And who was Demar traded for? Uh-huh. I think I just felt like it was so interesting because it wasn't my question. Like I wasn't following up with Ty, but we ended up in a space where so I'm sitting there looking at Cody Westerlin. Like, did dude just? Dude just completely created a segment for us tomorrow that we could talk about when and use both of these threes, things. It means the ball's not sticking. That, you know, that is, that's NBA offense. I'm much, much more concerned as a coach about a guy's efficiency than I am what kind of shots I want them to take because it looks good analytically. I'll take two points over, you know, taking more threes. But NBA no. modern offensive efficiency is driven by the three-point efficiency. Correct. Look yes. at the top. Look at the top. Like yes, let's that. let's do this. Like what? I, I, we've been do we've been doing this. Like I've been in that space for ten years. I I learned the process. So Denver is your number one at thirty-nine point seven percentage. Then it's Brooklyn, Phoenix. Philly, do any of these teams sound like good teams to Does you? Does this correlate Golden to anything? Golden State, number six is the Clippers. Then you've got the Trailblazer Celtics, Kings, who I think are probably the sleeper team in the NBA playoffs in a way. It's weird. Lean into it. But Sacktown. When you're t- and then it's the Bulls, but only because the Bulls are also the lowest in the NBA in three-point attempts, which is nothing new to us. So that, to me... Is is two different philosophies, and I I had made this, one three pointer in the fourth quarter. I just I had this thought last night, and I didn't want to go there. And everybody's been going there, and I really didn't want to go to the bad space. But I can't keep thinking. 
Would you have extended him after this season, given what you've seen? Extended DeMar? Or Billy? Extended or Billy. Billy. I don't want to put it there. But I just keep going back to it. So so here's, as I'm sitting there listening to it, and then Rich Wyatt sent it to me, and I listened back to it before we got on the air. It spoke to a couple of different things. Like, obviously, the difference between threes and twos. But also something that we've been talking about as a show over the last week. Billy often looks like someone who is a passenger on this train instead of the person who is conducting the train. If you can't tell players what shots you want them to take, what are they paying you to do? What did what did they extend? As Layla said, what did they extend you to do? I'm not going to tell Demar what shots to take. Well, that's kind of your job. And how and how about this? It doesn't have to be in a you've got to take those shots. It can be in a hey Demar. Let's look at that's the whole reason that I brought it up was because of the success in the Orlando game. Demar, look at this. Look at what happens to defenses when you take threes. Look at what it opens up for everyone else because you're able to get to the bucket because you can win off the dribble. If you add this element to your game, and we're not saying turn into a three-point shooter, take two more a game. How does your analytics department not have that information? And this is... Oh, they do. Well, remember when Joe Madden was talking about how he didn't want analytics people talking to the players. I'm okay with that. The manager of the baseball team or the coach of the basketball team is supposed to be the person that distills the message. They're supposed to have the people skills to be able to go to the player and say, we're better when you do this. And let me show you the evidence of that. These are the shots where if you're taking threes, look at it. And and you can look at the box score from last night. The Clippers only shot 27% from three, but they shot 44 three-pointers. They had 93 field goal attempts to the Bulls' 77. I mean, that's it. That's it right there. I, I don't want to hear about efficiency when you're the outlier. Like, you have to attempt more shots. The other thing that concerns me is how many times have we heard Donovan say, well, so-and-so's got it. He's talking about guys who have to get theirs at the end of the game. And then you saw it even happen in the second quarter. It's like, oh, we're up 19. Oh, let's start doing different things now. And and you saw that happen. So then I'm like, who who's in charge here? I, can, I Every time it happens, I text and I say, it's happening again. Right. So they would do, time out, stop doing but, this. Let's do what we were doing before. Why can't you just maintain the same thing that when it's been working, it's not, oh, hey, we got this big lead. Let's, let's change how we're playing. There was even a possession in the second quarter where Vooch collapsed the defense in a shape where you knew by the shape when it kicked back out to Kobe White, he was making the three. You didn't even have to see the release. You just knew based on the shape of the play at that point that Kobe was hitting it. That's what Ty Lue's saying. Because you know, you, know you know who does this better than anybody else in the NBA? Denver. Yeah. Because like the ball's all, always moving. It's all just elite spacing because Jokic, and the way he makes those wizard crazy-ass passes is because he knows the dude is right there. He does. He trusts the spacing because they all do what they're supposed to be doing. The crazy part is that Billy's position is not that far from Ty Lue's, but Ty at least, 
understands, yeah, I want guys to take shots that they're comfortable with because he says it in the clip. But three is worth more than two. I want them to be comfortable with the shot that, that correlates to winning. And we're moving the ball better when we're shooting. That That is a sign that we are moving the ball better. I'm going to reiterate this. It's not just because of Jokic. It's because Jokic knows they're in the spots they were told to go. There's a text here that is brilliant. And I'm so glad that it is from the 660. And this is a cross-sport comp. And it, with a good memory. said Billy basically just said, I want Brian Hoyer as my quarterback. It's right. Because effic- he doesn't understand efficiency doesn't always mean better. Do you remember that? I think it was the ringer that did the the NFL efficiency trap. And it was the it was Brian Hoyer as an example of he let all, him have uh, his 72% uh, completion uh, yes. percentage for 4 yards a pass between the 20s. And the the Bulls are like one of those NFL offenses that's just trying to avoid the bad and 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 be efficient when you're not scoring enough. You've got to score more, and there's risk involved in that, and volume. Have more tries at it. If the last three doesn't go in, take another. Okay, here's I'm not going to this dark of a place. Like, there is a difference between the Garpax and the AK era 630. Like, I'm not getting into why the Doug McDermott trades and the constant devaluation of players based on bad trades is like, no, they're different to me still. But in this respect, in the coaching respect, in the on-court philosophies, once again, it's about fits. When we come back, there was a milestone reached last night in the Bulls game that I think is a way to illustrate how rapidly the game of the NBA ball has changed. And we'll play a little guessing game here, but it's pretty striking when you look at the numbers based on something that was achieved last night. That's coming up next on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Station. Left wing pass, Levine to the wreck. They go to Kobe, right side three. At the buzzer with a clock expiring, and he nails it. Congratulations to Kobe White, who just hit his 500th three-pointer as a Chicago Bull. That caught me by surprise yesterday when they said that. I was like, really? for real? 500? All right, name the top 10. Oh. Just fire, fire away. Kirk Heinrich. Number one by a mile with 1,049. Ben Gordon. Third with 770. Big Ben Gordon with a torch. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> No. Not mm. in the top 10. Luol Dang. No. Doug McDermott. No. Yeah, that would have been my guess. Hmm. Three points she knows. We, we've got top one, ten? three, and six. Top 10 all time. Yeah, Heinrich is the dude for me. Mm-hmm. After that, it gets dicey. Not really. I would have said Doug McDermott. Nope. Not really to you. Paxson. You're looking at nope. the list. No, not, not enough. enough. No, it's volume. Volume, yeah, volume. The, yeah, because it wasn't True. not enough shots. Like you would think Kerr and Paxson, but not enough shots. Yeah, that's that's where I stop myself. Okay, I'm 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 gonna lay out because you should you should get it. 
Jalen Rose. Nope, not here long enough. Rajon Rondo. Nope. <laughs> You're gonna lay out, so we're just gonna start Naples. Dwayne Wade. Okay, so so far you've got you've got Heinrich. Pau Gasol. You've got no, you've got Gordon. <laughs> Joking. And we've got Kobe White. So we've got one, three, and six. I'm actually shocked about Butler, but he's really kind of a two-point guy when he was with the Bulls. Is Derrick Rose on the list? Nope. Because he didn't I, make I, enough threes back then. Yeah, I, I guessed that when this question was posed to me last night. I did guess that, so let the record show. Let the, rec- let the record show. Number two should be pretty easy. Scotty Pippen. That's four. Pippen is fourth. With 664. I wanted to guess Scotty, but didn't think Michael Jordan. He'd be on Mike, the list. Mike, very good. He was a good Michael Jordan, yes. 555. He's fifth. Oh, so we're going Jamal back to- Crawford. No, good guess. Yes. Damn. Really good guess. I guessed him too. So I got to give you credit for that. Make, makes me feel better. I'm trying to think of the baby bulls. I'm missing people in the baby bulls. Like Ron Mercer? Tabo Cephalosha. No. Ooh, Tabo's not a bad no, guess. No, that's not nope. actually. But he kind guess. of became a three-point thing in, when he left here too. We have there are one, two, three non-American-born players. I got a submission Noach. from a friend. Yeah. Of mine. Andres Nocioni is tenth. Ah, Corver is a submission from a friend of mine. Nope. Still got to get number two. I still like that friend. I thought I had number two. Mm-mm. Oh. We've got we've got one, three, four, five, six. Mike Dunleavy. Nope. We're missing two, seven, eight, and nine. Johnny Fish Sticks. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Salmons, no. Of all the people telling us Zach that to Levine. compare errors. Number two is Zach Levine, eight hundred sixty-three. Yes. Yeah. He has been here for six years. Yes. <laughs> people and, and he shoots a ton of threes. I'm like, can't yes. be anybody from right now. Yeah, Zach Levine will be by a mile the all time Bulls leader. Cool coach. No. Didn't shoot enough threes. There, there are there are two foreign born players. We so two more, or we got Noach, and there's one more. There's two more. Wow. I hate crap like this. I'm gonna. Be I love it. This is fun. This is this I'm is like, good this TSL. Is on the internet. Mm-hmm. I don't need to guess. And these this is things. good TSL stuff right here. And one who is one of the Bulls' prob- most famous three point shooters, Craig Hodges. No, but he just didn't shoot enough of them along See, that's, those lines. That's the, the frustrating part of this is you can name guys with good seasons where they had a lot of threes. Respected guys to the who season. Won, who won three-point contests, but just when they were still specialty guys. They were the cute little guys who came in to shoot threes before this was just the currency of the league. Markinen? Yes, Lowry is seventh. Hey, yeah, see, I'm, I'm bitter. And, All right, Mike, I get that one. I'm bitter and biased toward that era. Like I wasn't going to name Zach Levine or Larry Markin. Yeah, Lowry. Lowry is seventh. Now we just need eight and nine. Is BJ on the list? No, he's not. Didn't shoot enough threes, right? I'm Correct. thinking it's got to be like 2011 ish. Yeah. Oh. Ish. Yeah. So we've got one foreign-born player. Nikola? One. Yes. Nikola Miritich is eighth. Who <laughs> is number nine? Still a very, very prominent NBA person. Person. Yeah, it doesn't mean player. This means prominent NBA person. Very prominent. Chuck person. No. No. It's not Chuck person. He is, a, he is uh, an outspoken, visible Vocal 
active NBA presence. Isaiah Thomas. Nope. <laughs> I know. I'm with you, Lawrence. I'm not. This is never my game. Judd Bushler. No. I get, <laughs> Come on. Charles Barkley. Number, Wait. No. All right. All right. We give up. Yeah, this is Number nine bad. is Steve Kerr. I we said, said Kerr. Kerr. You didn't. Yes, yes I we did. did. When? Obvious. When, when you, you said we were talking about Paxson, Layla said Kerr. Oh, I didn't hear. I didn't hear. Sorry. My bad. Oh, no, it's my fault, Dan. You pointed at me. I get it. No, I didn't. I didn't. We said I Steve said Kerr. Kerr. Sorry, I didn't hear. My Shirt fault. face. Sorry. That's well, why I decided boo. to quit the game. Yeah, you were smart. Yeah, sorry. So there it is. It's it's so it's going. The point is, it's going to be Zach Levine, and it's going to be Zach Wait, Levine. Run essentially down the forever. top ten. Give everyone the top ten. Heinrich Levine, Gordon, Pippen, Jordan, White, Markinen, Miritich, Kerr, and Noach. AC Law was on the Bulls in 2010. Yeah, I think so. Sorry, I'm just looking at the roster. That guy played like 12 years of college at Texas A&M. Give me the roster of the Bulls in 2010, 2011, if you have it up. Of course I do. Right, I love this why game. Why wouldn't she? It's not It's not as good as the game where we 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 looked at the roster of the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. That oh, was the I mean, greatest. That, that's the greatest well, wait, college football and, team of all time. And we still haven't gotten to your Rangers magic box score. Oh, the Oracle. We still that have that thing predicted so many weird things. That later. is sitting somewhere oh, wait, in like a, in, in a vault, and you have talked about it like it's the like the the Rosetta Stone scorecard. Oracle predicted many things in my life, including things on this very show. But give me that roster. Okay, yeah, it's weird. Joe Alexander, Devin Brown, Luol Deng, Taj. Should we do this? Yeah, in, uh, do, it, do it in Taj Gibson, Gibson yeah. Aaron Gray. Kirk the Heinrich. Panther, the White Panther, well, Aaron Gray, Lindsey Hunter, James Johnson, AC Law, the fourth, sir. Basketball reference doesn't have AC Law IV on there. Brad Miller, Ronald Murray, Joe Kim Noah, Gennaro Pargo. That would have actually been, not been a terrible guess either. No, Chris Jeremy Richard. just got signed by Windy City again. Did you see that? How old is he? Jeremy Pargo's like 36. I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's still going. Did you see, by the way, the list of the freshmen and sophomores? Let me finish this list. Yeah. Chris Richard, Derek Rose, John Salmons. Salmons? How did you guys say it? Johnny I Fishstick. Johnny I Fishsticks. didn't. Well, yes, but I didn't live here. So, obviously. <laughs> so, we like, just said Johnny Fishstick. Chris Richard. Tyrus Thomas. I think that's a Jason Goffism, though. I think John, Johnny Fishsticks is something that. Still not saying what, his actual last name. Wasn't cool. Lindsey Hunter Old Man Buckets? Old Man Buckets. Yeah, the birth Old dates on buckets. here kind of. Uh, <laughs> They kind of indicate things. So, Gennaro Pargo. So the, he the is team. 36 years old. Who, Jeremy? Yeah. What yeah. a brutal roster. That's awful. Oh, but wow. it's not. It's like both. Um, so the freshman and sophomores teams for the All-Stars Rising Stars Challenge is basically everybody who's given the Bulls trouble. <laughs> and, and yet, <laughs> not. Paolo is like number one. Like, How about Randos I.O. not being on it? I.O. didn't make the team. Yeah. It's a little rough. I I don't hate that, just given Io's role. Like, look at the list of those guys. Let's pull it up since we're here. Well, no, we they, don't have they time. Need, they need to get oh, it. Yeah, we're up against a break. Yeah, they, they have to get it sponsored. The one time a game that Io gets absolutely 
packed at the rim. Yeah, he's been having a hard time getting stuff pinned against the backboard. It happens, it's like, been rough. Like, at least at least once a game, by by like whoever is standing there, just some some guy just roofs him, no matter where he started his jump. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. But coming up next, we are going to talk with Mike Florio about Tom Brady retiring, new coaches all over the place. It's next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 